You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjax.com. And so, obviously, if you've seen that before, you know that that is our, our promo video to inspire you in the Lord to be a part of the mission that God has called us to. And we are a lot of things as a church, but first and foremost is we are a church that's on a mission. We are on a mission for God. Literally, we are on a mission for God. And, and I want to demonstrate, not, not only are we on a mission for God, we are on God's mission. And there's a little difference in that we are doing exactly as a church what God calls us to do. And the invitation to be a part of that is the, one of the ways that the invitation to be a part of that is to give, to give to it. And so this is a giving Sunday. It's not a Sunday that we're, I'm talking about money at all, though. I'm going to be talking about our mission, what is central to our mission. I'm not going to be talking about the specific ministries, but I want to talk about what is central to why we do everything that we do at River City Church, so that as you're considering pledging to River City Church, as you're considering sharing your, not only your time, not only your worship, but your resources, you know what you're giving to. And again, I really believe as a church, as you look around, we have good reason for you to give and be a part of River City Church because we have great things going on, great ministries going on. But all of those ministries, every single one of them, is for the purpose of people knowing Jesus, people experiencing Jesus' love, Jesus' power in their life, and coming to know him, and then taking him to be known to the rest of the world, to their family, to your friends, to everywhere. Everything that we do, it's with that purpose in mind. I mean, it seems like a basic message, but I think that we, we don't believe that that's really what we're supposed to do or that we're really a part of that. And we kind of downplay our responsibility. We downplay our role. And, and, and this morning, I want to talk about the seriousness of us understanding the centrality of knowing Jesus as our mission and then taking others to him is secondary to that. I want to read from 2 Corinthians 4, 3 to 6. And it says this. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is in the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as our Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Father, this morning our desire is for your spirit to come and reveal the truth of the scripture, that we would believe in the power that we've been given as the, as the light of Christ shines in our heart, that we are called to bring the light of that knowledge, the glory and the love of Christ to other peoples. Come, Holy Spirit, now. Burden our hearts with this truth that it would transform the way that we live. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus said in Luke 4, 18, in that part of Scripture, I'm not sure if it's 18, 19, or 20, it's in there, somewhere, and you've heard me preach on this a million times. It's my favorite chunk of the word. It says, I have come, Jesus says these words, I have come to set the captives free. And he talks about freeing the oppressed, bringing good news to the poor, receiving you know, sight to the blind, those things. But, but specifically what he says, which is an all-encompassing verse, is he says, I have come to set the captives free. What, what, what could that mean for us in a country where we are free. We, we are in prison, in, in a literal prison. But this is like the inaugural speech of Jesus as he begins public, public ministry. 
And so we know that it applies to us in some way. And the way that it applies to us is this, is that each of us, all of us, at some point, like Paul says in Corinthians, our, we were veiled to the truth and the love and the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our eyes were blinded. They were covered. We could not see. We could not understand. We could not hear the gospel. It was foolishness to us, is what scripture says. And that, and that the source of that was not God. It was an enemy of God. It was the God of this world, is what Paul says. Put that, fire that back up, Second Corinthians scripture back up. The scripture that Paul, said, that Paul uses, he says, is that the gospel was veiled. It was hidden from us to those who were perishing. There, that we were on the road to destruction. We were on the road that led to death. The road that was wide, not narrow. Why? Because the God of this world blinds the minds of those unbelievers. That he blinds us with the hope that we will never see the light. With the hope that people would perish, they would die, they would lead, their life would end in destruction. That is the reality of what we face every day as a church. That is our enemy. A God of this world, Christ gives him the authority over this world and says, you will reign in this world. You are the God of this world. It's the language of scripture. And he rules in this world and his desire, his goal is to blind us to the gospel, the love of Christ, the beauty of Christ, the life that comes from Jesus Christ. So immediately we sense we better be on a mission because our enemy's on a mission, right? And Paul's telling us to the Corinthian church who's doubting his authority, who's doubting him as an apostle, who there are factions within the church that are creating division, talking about the leadership of the church, how the leadership of the church isn't unified, how the leadership of the church isn't really listening to God, how the leadership of the church isn't doing what it should be doing. And Paul immediately comes in based on his position as an apostle that's been called by God, and he says, I am not the enemy. The enemy, let's be clear, is a God who reigns in this world that opposes the very essence, the nature, the love of the Christ that we have been sent to proclaim. And so as a church, it's critical, it's foundational for you to believe and understand that there is an enemy who is real and his desire is to kill, to steal, and destroy your life. And each of us have been rescued if we follow Christ, if, if the veil has been lifted and we've chosen to follow Christ, and like Anne said, and we sing the song that he's given us to sing, it's only because of the work of Christ that shines in us now. Why is that important? Because, man, you're either giving your money, you're either giving your time, you're either giving yourself to the God of this world or to the God that we call Christ. Those are your two choices. And so as we begin to consider whose mission we're a part of, there are two choices. There's not like a neutral mission. There's no like neutral God. There is an enemy who's bad, and there is a God who is good. And you're either supporting one or the other. It's that simple. And Paul goes on to say this, and this is the part that's hard for us to really believe and receive, you know, that, yes, this is our mission, but that there has been given to each of us who have chosen to receive it, a light that shines within us, a power that's been given to us within us to go with that power, to go with that light and bring 
the light of Jesus Christ. To whom? To who do we take it to? To everyone who's been veiled. Everyone who has the veil, you know, the, the blinders pulled over their heads. Everyone who's living in darkness, everyone who's suffering, everyone the enemy is killing, is destroying, who he's stealing from, stealing life from, stealing love from, stealing their children, destroying their children. The gospel that you've been given is for a reason. It's because you're on a mission. The same mission that we're on as a church, and that is to save those that have been blinded by the darkness, by the God of this world. How do we do that? Every one of our ministries, every single one of the things, all the specific ministries of our church, if it's the street corner, if it's our prayer ministry, if it's, if it's the medical clinic, if it's our ministry to District 9, if it's when we pray for people up here, if it's soaking, if it's rethreaded, if it's core, if it's, and those aren't specific ministries of our church, but we love them and they pretty kind of are, you know, they're with us and we all do them because we love them. That's their purpose. That's all of our purpose. Our purpose exists to bring the light of Christ, the love of Christ, to lift the veil of people who are living in darkness. That's it. That is our goal. That is our mission as a church. And everything that we do, everything that we do is for that end. You might be thinking, well, how if I go to street corner and I give people food or I talk to people, how am I, how, how is that like unveiling, like how is that unveiling darkness? Because here's the deal. If you can imagine, you have the light of Christ living in you, the light of Christ living in you. It says this in, um, it says this in Corinthians or Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Christ who lives in me. I don't live anymore. Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Because of Christ's sacrifice, we have this light, this power, this God, this creator of the universe that lives in us. And if you can imagine it, like you walk around, there's a force field around you. And everyone you touch, everyone you talk to, it's like you're chest bumping Jesus up against them. And that's what it's like. We were praying this morning and I saw a picture of Jesus chest bumping people. I'm just saying. And it, you know one of the football players, they score a touchdown, they're like, yeah, hey. And they, you know, do one of those numbers. Every time you offer food to someone who doesn't have food, you are bringing the power of God, the power of Christ, the light of Christ into their life in a way that the Holy Spirit begins to remove the veil. We don't know what it's like. We don't know how and what that looks like. We don't control that. But you have to believe that's what's happening or it's just filthy rags. It's either you believe everything that I do, anything good that comes out of it is from Christ or nothing at all. Because there's nothing that you bring to the table except for Jesus. It's the light in you that repels the darkness. It's the light in you that repels the darkness. When you medically treat someone at the clinic, you're, being, you're bringing physical release to them in their body. But what's really happening is they're walking into a, a place where there's a, just a massive force field of Jesus. And they're like getting bounced around like a pinball as Jesus is chest bumping them when he goes to here and she goes to there, they go to here. They think they're there being physically healed and the whole time the veil is being lifted. The veil is being lifted. That's what happens when you're in any of the ministries that we do at, at River City Church. And there's a lot of them. There's over 20 ministries now. Every one of them. 
You get prayer for ministry and you feel, oh, I just felt something different. What was happening? The veil was being lifted. The veil was being lifted by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us because of the work of what Christ has done for us. And we carry him around everywhere we go. Another scripture that reminds us of this is that, and I, I started the service with it, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power, my power, the power that lives in you is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest on me. You start hearing somebody start boasting about themselves, you can begin to mark when they will fall. Because Jesus will not share his glory. Jesus will not let anyone else get the attention. He is jealous for it. He's died for it. He deserves it. He's the one who lives in us. Everything comes from him. And we carry this power around with us. And it is made stronger as we acknowledge the reality of how powerful it is. And so we boast no longer in our strengths. We don't boast in the amount of time we spend in the Bible. We don't boast in the amount of time we spend in prayer. We don't boast in Ignite. We don't boast in the amount of time we spend in worship. We don't boast in our budget. We don't boast in our numbers. We don't boast in anything but Christ and the power of Christ that is alive in us. And in boasting about Christ, we boast about our weakness. We don't go around, oh, woe is me, I'm a worm, I'm a dirty worm, I'm not worthy of anyone. Woe is me. You know, we don't do that. We boast in Christ, and in so doing, we raise him up, and we just become kind of invisible. While the power of God is seen and experienced by those around us. When we invite you, to give to River City Church. This is the mission we're inviting you to. And there is power. There is power when we choose to do this together. You know, we sing that song, and right in the middle of the song, the Lord said, that's what happens when a group of people decide to be on mission together. You know, we feel the darkness tremble. Why? Because the saints sing one song. Together, we sing one song. As a church, our DNA, our commitment to one another, to be a family together, we become, we don't become as powerful as we are in numbers. We become supernaturally, exponentially power when we sing one song together. It says, as the streams flow as one river, as we bring in all the different things that God has called us to as individuals, and we come together We're little streams initially, but as we come together as one flowing river, we develop depth, we develop power, we develop current that transforms and shapes the city in a way that only we can as we choose to gather together. And when you choose to give to River City Church with your finances, with your time, with your life, you are becoming a part of the story that God is telling. You become part of that flow. Your stream comes into ours. And we become very powerful. People ask me, do you want to be a megachurch? I want to to have as many people as we can. I want to get, I don't know what that looks like. But I want to have, I want to be powerful. I want to change Jacksonville. I want to change the United States. I want to change the world. And it happens with more people joining in, joining in, joining in with their time, their resources. And the power of God brings transformation. Wouldn't that be exciting? Wouldn't that be amazing? If the thing that Jacksonville, that was talked about most in Jacksonville, was the power of God as our streams came together, and not just our stream, but as we come together as a church, we come together with the other churches 
and Jacksonville on different mission and purpose, but, but, but in a way, we, as we come together, we bring that to all of Jacksonville, each hitting the spot that God calls us to. But it begins with you choosing to be a part of a mission. It is not an option as a believer to not be in a church. We were not created that way. Jesus speaks very clearly against it. We are called to be a family. We are called to come together. And part of that call is for us to give, to give of our time, to give of our resources, to be a part of this mission. Like I said, we're not only on a mission, any mission from God, but we're on the the mission of River City Church, the mission of God that he's given us. And we, and when I say this, I don't mean desperate in a way like, please become a part of our mission. We're desperate for you to join in because you bring something that nobody else brings. You flavor and color and bring something to River City Church that nobody else brings. And we are desperate to you, for you to be a part of our family because when you choose to, we become more powerful. We, we are more powerful. We bring more light to the world. And so we're going to have some music to pledge by. And it's all we're asking you to do is to consider being a part of this mission. I've been talking about money almost as much as Jesus. So, I mean, that's why I'm not talking about money today. But, but pledging is, is an act, is a step in the direction of commit, committing a part of your life, what Jesus says reflects your heart, and the direction of, of who you are a part of, what you believe in, reflecting the mission that you're on. And you might be a part of other missions, but if this is your church home, this is the place that's feeding you. This is the place that you're growing. This is a mission that you need to commit to. We need you to commit to our mission to accomplish and become the church that God's called us to be. So right now, we're gonna play some music. There's cards in your seats. There's cards in the back of your chairs. Take it. Pledging requires you to step out in faith, allow the Spirit to speak to you. It's not 2%, it's not 10%. It's whatever the Spirit leads you to put down. And if you get to a place where you're like, hit something, I lost my job, I hit a shortfall, call us, let us know. We'd rather you pledge, act out in faith what you feel like God wants you to do, what he's calling you to do. Leave room for God to move move in your life. And then if things don't happen the way you, then let us know. We're not gonna come like, take a mortgage on your house and, you know, steal one of your kids until you pay us, even though that's crossed my mind. We're not going to do that. So right now, prayerfully consider what God's calling you to give to River City Church, what God's calling you to give to this mission. Jesus, we invite you to come now through the power of your spirit. Speak to our hearts, open our minds to what you have for us. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to lead us in this area of obedience and worship to you. Come, Lord.